Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And I'm Nikki. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome, y'all. Hello. Welcome. Give Hello. us a high sigh. So today, you guys already know, if you've been here before, we have a special guest, and it's her mother. <gasps> Me? Special? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Hi. Oh, okay. She knows everyone loves her, and she's been her. she's been ready to come back and hang out with you guys because she enjoyed herself last time. Right. She's even wearing a posh scarf around her <laughs> neck, some lipstick. Mm-hmm. She braided she's her hair re- to the back. She's ready to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we get started, I want to remind you guys that we're going on tour in 2023. Stop playing with us. Period. Period. Mama's gonna be there. Kristen's gonna be there. Yes, mom. Okay. I'm gonna be there. So you guys should really come out and hang out with us. The first five cities have been announced. The tickets are on sale. Go to blacktruecrime.com. You can buy them. The $5 off code that we have out right now is going to expire on Black Friday. So you guys have to get on it, okay? Black Friday is the last day you can use that $5 off code. Okay, so are you guys ready to get started? Yes. Please. Okay. (laughs) Many people want to leave a mark on the world before they leave it forever. The need to be memorable and noticed has captured today's society, but has always been a human desire. Well, what happens when being well-known makes you a target for not only the envious, but the murderous? Join Join us as we discuss what led to the horrific murder of Jamie Walker. Oh, and thank- no. Oh. And thank you to Brittany and Nakia for requesting this case. Oh, no. Thank you, Brittany Nakia. Thanks, mm-hmm. Brittany girl. Thank you, Brittany girl. But yeah, so this is a really sad case. Once you guys see her, just literally hold my hand. All right. So, Jamie. Jar- Jamie's a girl. Oh, I yeah, Jamie's a, boy. a girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jamie Jarmel Walker was born on October 29th. That's a 19- boy's name, Jamie Jarmel. Mm-hmm. It's very misleading. And Walker. And all mm-hmm. of that. Okay, go ahead. We'll get to it. She was born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Kristen doesn't have anything for us this week, and she's about to start getting punished for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she can try. <laughs> just, just do better, sis. People look forward to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I work. And it's not an eight-hour shift. It's more like a nine-ten. So bear with me. <laughs> what well, what they need to know? I'll throw them. I'll spit some facts. What? 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 Ma, they want to know some black history about what happened in 1962. But it's 62? okay. Yeah, but it's okay. I got some stuff to talk what about. What your grandma was doing in 1962? Uh, Hoeing. <laughs> Don't Tricking. do that. 
Your Don't dad, disrespect. Your daddy's mama. <laughs> um, there you go. I know that's right. <laughs> My grandma was born in 1930, so in 1962, she was 32. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she was about four kids in. So, she's 32. Two. She started at 14, 17. She found five in. Oh, But wow. anyway. But that's, that's right. her past, and we don't judge people. Mm-hmm. Nah, Essie was messy. But we still love her. Messy assy child. Don't be putting her business out there. That's my right. best friend. That is yeah. our mother's best friend. I don't like her that much, but I love her. Shout out to Essie. And she's 92. Still driving, still taking herself to the doctor. Uh, survived two bouts of breast cancer. All of that. All of that. Shout out to the older generations. We appreciate you. Yes. If it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be us. All of that. So, thank mm-hmm. you, Mom, for that little trip down <laughs> history <Thanks>, lane. <laughs> okay. So, Jamie was born in Las Vegas. Her and her family lived on the west side in an area that was predominantly black at the time. And within this area, Jamie's family was known as West Side's royalty. And anybody who was anybody knew who they were. Why? Okay. Um, we're gonna get to it, sister. So this is our good sis. Oh, this is that girl, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Isn't Jamie she... looks like she just got a curl rise set. She might have. It's picture day. You got out of that a picture? roller. Mm-hmm. It's a her yearbook picture. It's giving picture day, but I don't know if it was. She got a lot of hair on her she head. She really does. Pretty lady. She's so cute. Yeah, she's mm. adorable. Mm. Yeah, definitely. She, You see that smile and you're like, oh, wow, she wants me to hug her. <laughs> she's right. just seemed that inviting. She's a sister. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Jamie's family was well known because Jamie's grandmother, who was Saran Knight Preddy, was the first black woman in the state of Nevada to get a gaming license. Mm. What's the gaming license? So I can gamble. Pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) She was also a civil rights activist at the time and owned multiple businesses. Okay. Where the money resides, where the money resides. So Jamie's mother was Eleanor Walker, and she was also heavily involved in the civil rights fight at the time. She was on several civil, civil boards, and she was selling insurance at the time, too. So they were about their coin. Wait a minute. Walker, as in Madam C.J. Walker, Walker, as in this could possibly be her family? I didn't dig that far. I didn't know where Madam C.J. Walker was based at, but hey, Kristen, because you know maybe Walker that's something you can look into. Yes, we will investigate. She was a thief, but mm. she was an entrepreneur. <laughs> mm, anyway. She was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, I lost my place. Now I'm filling up space. All right. And her father, James Walker, owned a restaurant and bar called The People's Choice. And it was one of the most renowned establishments in the area. I love okay. this for them. I know. They were doing the thing. What year was this? This was in 1962, like in the early, I mean, sorry, like mid to late 60s and 70s. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jamie's family wasn't seemingly hurting for money. Like on the outside looking in, it seemed like they was racking it in. Mm -hmm. I knew it would be possible because my grandmama uh, ran a juke joint out of her basement. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, you told us about that. Yeah, 
Yeah, she did. She ran parties and charged for them to come in and have food and everything. And the legendary BB King came and played for them and all that. Let's My can you tell us for Black History? Well, you wouldn't let me talk to Kayla. Call her home. <laughs> With no disrespect attached. That was all kind of disrespect. Yes, it was. It was. To be fair, I love her. I love her. <laughs> well, yeah, Essie was like hooked up like that so hey they can make money child yeah oh and jamie wasn't just a pretty face taking advantage of her family's prestige she was forging her own path jamie was extremely motivated i think she got that from like the strong woman in her family which i love for her she was an honor student, cheer captain. According to her mother, she would be up late at night practicing and she was like, I'm going to be the best. When it came to like cheer, she's like, I'm going to be the best. I love that for her. It seemed that her classmates liked her as well because she became the first black prom queen and homecoming queen in Las Vegas history. Yes, Jamie girl. This is a doggone thing. Look at that girl. She's so stinking cute. I love her. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of her. So she was just amazing. Jamie also loved the lore, y'all. I love her. And she and she loved reading her Bible. She was also known to go out of her way to help her classmates. Like she would get to school and meet the girls in the bathroom and help them with their hair and their makeup. She just wasn't no hate and you know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. she was a lover. Mm-hmm. You don't and see a enough of those nowadays. No, you don't. Everybody wants to one-up somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was popular. She was beautiful and humble. And she just should have been Miss Universe, in my opinion. But she would never get the chance because Jamie's incredibly bright future would disappear one day in 1981 when the 18-year-old beauty was kidnapped from her home. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Kidnapped. Right, like somebody snatches you out of your home. That's and think traumatic. about think about the comfortability she had just in her neighborhood in general because she had grown up there. Her family was so affluent there. She would never think that she was actually in danger. Wow. Well, what happened? We're about to get into it. Let's take a break first, though. Period. On Friday, May 8th, 1981, Mother's Day weekend, Jamie Ooh. had a date. So mm-hmm. she went out, presumably had a good time, and returned home later that night. And according to her family, that's the last time they saw her. Oh. Her mother, Eleanor, thinks that someone Jamie knew must have come to the door that night and made her feel comfortable enough to open it while, because I think she was at home by herself at this time. And then that is what allowed the kidnappers to like slide past and enter the home. Mm. Mm Mm-mm. There were signs that Jamie left the house with no shoes on, which made them even more sure that something was seriously wrong. Right. Did he drug her? Who was this person? Right. But before the family even knew anything was amiss, Jane received a call at the bar he owned, and it was it sounded like a black man on the other end of the line claiming that he'd kidnapped Jamie and demanded seventy five thousand dollars for her safe return. Oh wow. Oh, wow. He knew he what he knew who he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely targeted. You know, they were after who they were after. So that's something that we should point out because it's going to come up a little bit later. Also, before we go any further, I want you guys to know that Jamie is named after her father, James. And Jamie also has a brother named James Jr. So okay. <laughs> the kids are named after their father. 
Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. So James was obviously in a panic because one, his daughter has been kidnapped, and two, he doesn't have the $75,000 to get her back. Oh, my dad's name James, too. Facts. Uh. So to buy some time, he told the caller that the banks were closed over the weekend and he couldn't get it just yet. But the caller was like, uh-uh, sell that Mercedes you got outside. Oh! You know, if, if it's your daughter, if it's that important, you'll get the money type of thing. And mm-hmm. that's on period. Yeah, it is definitely on period. But also, it's like, sell my car in one day. Like, that doesn't even sound plausible. Reasonable. And mm-hmm. definitely not going to get 75 grand for it. Mm-hmm. And this is what, 1981? So yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. James received another call later and it was a different voice suggesting that maybe Eleanor's new boyfriend may have the money to ask him for it. So Eleanor is her mother and the mother and the father weren't together. She was dating someone else and the caller said, why don't you ask her man for the money? Because he probably has it. Wow. So this caller knows a lot about this family. I'm thinking too much. Come on. (laughs) Uh-oh. <laughs> whoa, mom. Whoa. Whoa, her brother. Oh, I don't dear. know. People do crazy things for money. Mm-hmm. And you know mom's intuition is like scary. Mm-hmm. So, is this keep... a foreshadow? What's going let's, on? Let's keep going. So this speaks even more to the fact that someone close to the family or at least familiar with the family was somehow responsible or at least involved. Mm-hmm. But when a third phone call came, things really took a turn. Oh, this God. time the call <laughs> This time the call was made to Jamie's brother, so Jamie oh. Jr. or James Jr., I'm sorry. Okay. And he was actually allowed to speak to Jamie. So she told him that she was okay, but the kidnappers were serious. You know, like get the money, this isn't a joke, save me type of thing. What? Wow. Right. And then one of the kidnappers got back on the phone claimed Jamie was the wrong girl. Like they kidnapped the wrong target and said that they will be returning her to the family. Okay, so clearly people are divided. If there are multiple kidnappers, it doesn't right. seem like they're on the same page. Right. It seems like somebody's trying to, everybody may be trying to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And somebody's trying to backtrack. Interesting. Something is happening. Something is brewing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's it's a mystery gonna, afoot. It's going to be a funky twist. Ooh. It's it's something, y'all. We're going to get okay. to it. And mm. how do they know Jamie James Jr.'s number? And why would they choose him to speak verbally and let her talk to it? Well, I saw in multiple different places that it was Jamie's brother who got to hear her voice. I saw in one place that it was her father who got to speak to her. So I'm not really sure. But either way, it was members of her family that were able to hear her voice, you know, recognize it and see that she was still alive at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the family is super confused. They're like, you know, what do we do? What do we do? but chose to follow the kidnappers' directions when they told them not to contact the police. Mm. Mm. Well, back then, black folks probably knew, what are the police going to do for me? They're going to arrest me for my daughter being kidnapped because somehow <laughs> I was it was my fault. <laughs> but the family was so connected, once Eleanor made one phone call to a district attorney friend, the police were notified shortly after. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to no avail, because on that Sunday, on that Mother's Day Sunday, her body was found. Oh, they didn't keep their word. Are you joking? They didn't even get their money. They didn't get the money, Kristen, no. 
So they got the police got a phone call saying that there was a body located under a bridge near Lake Mead. So when they got there, they saw Jamie. She was lying on the ground about 50 feet below the edge of the bridge. So I have a picture of where she was found. So you guys can see it's like right at the bottom of that bridge in the brush is where she was, uh, where she was. Oh, Jamie. Jamie. Yes. Was she dressed? She was. She did have clothes on. But from the obvious signs of her body, the investigators could tell her body had been thrown over the bridge so she wasn't like taken to the bottom of the creek or that area and left there she was thrown over wow and the fall is what actually killed her so she died because of the her skull was crushed wow so what the heck was the point of all of this girl evil doesn't need a reason ever i know but when you frame it like you have a reason and then you just senselessly murder Mm -hmm. what did you even what was the point we're gonna get to it it was also discovered that jamie was raped before she was killed (sighs) dirty dogs and as soon as i heard that i was like that was probably the underlying reason because while i'm doing this research mind you i'm not reading pieces of what happened to her then who killed her i don't jump around i go straight down the line and when i got to this part i was like okay it sounds like somebody that knew her Mm-hmm. was jealous or upset that she may have turned them down or something like that and decided to take it to this extreme. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Rest in peace to this beautiful creature straight from above. Mm-hmm. Rest and in we peace, hope she's Jamie. Right, and we hope she's right back up there. Yes, we do. No. So I know her family was devastated. Sorry. Kristen, the light in their eyes was snuffed out forever. Wow. Everybody was toe up. I'm a little toe up. I can't lie. She it, that one hurts. <laughs> I I want to say it's not because she's beautiful because you know, I don't care if you look like a moldy shoe. None of nobody deserves this to happen to them. No. No, no they all. don't. And the fact that she had a beautiful soul makes it yeah. worse. It's like why do the good ones die young? Right. 18, poor baby. Didn't even get a chance. No. So investigators believe that Jamie's killer thought they were throwing her body into the river because they could hear the water rushing. But since it was dark when they threw her over there, they didn't actually see her go into the water. So that's why her body was found on top of the brush instead of in the water where the killer may have thought, okay, she'll rush, I'm sorry, she'll wash away down the stream and we'll have more time so that way we can get the money from her parents still without her actually being alive oh you Mm. dirty dirty dogs yeah that's why i was like the point had to have been to do this to her the whole time like they had no plan of actually giving her back right wow savages yeah oh yeah thousands of people were in attendance at jamie's funeral many people that were there were understandably heartbroken and also pissed they felt that the police did not respond quick enough when they first got the call about jamie it took them 10 hours to start looking for her Mm -hmm. and to be fair she was 18 so i don't know what the law was at this point but i do know the law now is you have to at least wait 24 hours until you start looking for that missing person or whatever Mm -hmm. but i don't know i think in this case i would have made the exception because she was taken straight from her house there's ransom calls there's you ransom know. calls like this exactly. is no longer oh a child is just has just ran away right this like they're up in thin air took my kid 
Exactly. So Jamie's death was the, was the biggest case the city had seen in a long time, and it was the first ransomed kidnapping involving a black person of this kind of scale, like in the city. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, the police did conduct dozens of interviews, looked into almost 60 suspects, conducted polygraph tests, lineups, the whole nine. So they were feeling the pressure, and I don't know whether it was like because we genuinely care about what happened to this girl or because we're feeling the public's anger on the Mm -hmm. back of our necks. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like no one was working harder than Jamie's mother, Eleanor. That's what mamas do. Period. Mm -hmm. She was conducting her own investigation and was identifying people she thought could be involved and why, and was supplying this information to the investigators. So she wasn't just providing this information, like she was writing her thoughts down, what she was finding down, and then giving all of this written information to the police. And they actually still have documentation of her memos in the case file. Period. Wow. Yeah. So, so they were actually using that stuff to good, help find Good. I was going to say, so were they taking her serious? Yes, they were. And even though Eleanor gave investigators a lot of places to start, she had one key person in mind from the beginning. A man named Willie Shannon. Mm. Willie Shannon. Who is Willie Mm. Shannon? He may sound a little bit familiar to y'all. We're going to get to it. But Willie Shannon at this point was a man who lived near the Walker family home who'd shown an interest in Jamie before. Mm. Was he a grown man? Grown, grown. There was Mm. even a report of him referring to Jamie as a snooty bitch. Excuse Mm. me, mom. It was. Willie said it. Mm-hmm. He did, he did, yeah. he did. I know he said, anybody named Willie Shannon said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining this skinny dude with a big black afro. With a gap in his teeth. With a gap in his teeth, wearing basketball shorts that show his kneecaps. And one yellow mm. tooth. And I'm about to say, I see, I see all y'all teeth. It's plaque from the gum to the back. With spaces in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He probably had one gold I tooth. was just going to say, you know he has a gold tooth. In the open face one. What's the one that you still see? Just right around because he ain't got no money to get the whole tooth. <laughs> Mom, you're reading this man for a film. We're about to look at him, so we'll see. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> so let's talk about Willie Shannon. He was born in Palmetto, Florida, in a house of about 20 children. Jeez. He had yeah. no <laughs> That's a foster home. <laughs> it's sounding like it, but it was apparently a blended family. That's what I read, but oh no. Willie Shannon? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of kids. So being that he grew up with all them doggone kids, I'm sure he wasn't really paid much attention to in the sense of like discipline and hey, don't do that. Don't go in the street and rob people. Mm-hmm. So in 1967, when he was a 16 year old and he was kind of scrawny, to be honest, he went joy riding, riding with some older friends. And when they stopped at a gas station, some of the friends robbed the place for $93. Wow. Back then it was probably what, $200? Chris and Les. How about saying mom was alive? I was not. Oh, 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 sorry. sorry. That's my brother. He was born in 67. He was big, so. Yeah. (laughs) You talking about Tyrone? I said my brother. Well, he's my brother, but I'm talking about Tony. I know. That's what you're talking about. Tony ain't big. Diabetes made him skinny. Well, well, I ain't seen him since then. I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) 
With All right. crooked too, because he had a gold open face on it. He sure did have a gold open it. face. That's the first open gold open face I ever seen. Yep. Was on duck. I see a mole on somebody's mouth. Who got Me a mole too. on my like mouth? Right here. A Billy Mark? Uh-huh. Mm, that ain't them. Hmm. Oh, that's my uncle. That's my uh, brother. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's Tony. <laughs> I knew I was on to something. We didn't have the tooth in the mole. That thing didn't grow. It was huge, Mom. I knew I saw it. A mole in the mouth and an open face go too. With a nice smile, though. It won't take that away from him. He a nice smile. He was very handsome to diabetes got him and shook him up. Got him. Stalk on it. Gotta be quicker than that. I'm going to say, Carmel said, you got to be quicker than that. Mm, mm, mm. So they were caught, the kids were, and because of this, Willie was sentenced to 15 years in prison. For stealing $93? For being involved in a robbery worth $93 or so. Did somebody stole- lose his life? <laughs> was it an I'm armed saying. robbery? Did they was steal it- the gas to tennis? <laughs> Was there a terroristic threat? Like, what is what's tea? Was there a bomb involved? But it gotta be some missing facts. Nine three thousand fifteen years. So, like I wrote in this, you know, my notes. I don't know if he had an extensive history before then, because if you have a run-in with a lot of run-ins with the police, they're likely to throw the book at you. Mm-hmm. He was only sixteen, right? They didn't care. He was black, fifteen y'all. years if as you, a sixteen-year-old. You pop out of a cooter and you're black, you're automatically 18 in the legal society. They feel like they have the right to disrespect you. That's intense, though. I I thought it was way too much. Mm-hmm. But he didn't serve the full 15. He would only end up serving nine. Golly! So the man's <laughs> coming out at 27 years old. After- 25. After stealing ninety-three dollars or being a part of it. And he had to yeah. split that with the other one. You know, so he didn't even get the whole ninety-three. That's and a they lot. didn't even get to spend the money because they were caught so quickly. They were caught still in the car that they were joyriding in. Ninety-three dollars. That's traumatic. I get it. You know, you punish people who do bad, but the punishment has to match the crime. Does hmm. it, Kristen? Not in America. He came out of jail, cool, dope. He was 25, and at this time, he was a devout Muslim. So I think he, like, went to prison, found his faith, and wanted to come out and be a better man. Okay. So when he was released in 1977, he started boxing, and y'all, he was good. Mm, he what won, is he given? He won his debut fight. Um, It was on September yeah, 15th. Right, that's a big dude. Go, Willie Shannon. It was um, on September 15th, 1977, and he'd go on to win 13 more. Don't you have a gal? Yeah, he's missing teeth. (laughs) I told you. Oh, we have the biggest smile. I got to start to be missing teeth. (laughs) He loves himself. Hey. So he won 13 fights and only lost one of them, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so impressive that people people started to call him Willie the Cannon Shannon. Wait a minute. I have heard 
heard of him. That's what I said. I was like, he's probably familiar to you guys. I never heard of him a day in my life, but. No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Look how much weight he put on. Yeah, he did. Wow. He really bulked up. Because when he went into prison, he was 135. And when he got out, he was like 190. Big oh. boy. He grew yeah, to a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid. He moved to the west side of Las Vegas in 1979, where everybody already knew him. He already had made a name for himself. Well, at least they thought they knew him. See, people that spent time around Woody, what is the name? Willie? Willie. Mm-hmm. Willie. Thought that he was really nice. So they were like, he's humble and he's respectful. He's a devout Muslim. And he just liked to keep to himself and just wanted to do better than he did as a kid. He wanted to kind of put that behind him and live a better life. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, he was aggressive, creepy, and cocky. Which is so crazy because it's like, okay, one moment he's humble, one moment he's cocky. Big one, sir. Yeah, somebody lying. Well, I don't know if they're really lying, but you can... No, he's lying is what I'm saying. (laughs) There you go. He's trying to project himself as one thing, but he's really Mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. Or he's both. Or he's both. And that's just kind of like duplicitous and scary. Mm -hmm. Mom, what'd you say? (laughs) Bipolar. I said good observation, Kristen. Oh, Ma, you got to speak up. We don't do that. Oh, sorry. Like one time he crashed a high class wedding and instead of bringing one guest, he brought eight stripper hoes. Oh, Willie. Yeah, I read that they were uh, stanky prostitutes and I quote that. It said stanky prostitutes, but I wasn't bringing that over here. (laughs) Love that. Stanky I love that they put stank. Was it with an A, please? It was with an A, Kristen. Period. Stank. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> so Willie was giving boxing lessons to some of the kids in the neighborhood, and James Jr., who is Jamie's brother, claimed that during one of those lessons at Willie's house, quote, he would take young girls to his house and he'd had these big dogs. He would threaten the girls with the dogs, like sick them, and he would say, if you tell anyone what I made you do, I'm gonna get you. Oh. James Jr. saw all of this? Yes. So let's talk about how mom said James Jr. could have been involved. And the thing is, maybe he could have been because he already had an intimate relationship with Willie outside of, you know, his parents being around and stuff. Like it was just them. So it could have turned into something else. My gosh. James Jr. so. Jamie. Jamie out. We don't know, Mom. We don't know that for sure. I'm just saying you speculated that and seeing that James Jr. did have a relationship with Willie. Yeah, he's the connection. It's mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. Get to it. So it seems like he was like maybe sexually torturing these girls that he brought to the house because if you're if you're doing something to them and then sicking dogs on them and saying, okay, I'm going to kill you or get you, if you that's torture. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lord. And no one did anything about it, Mm -hmm. which makes me so sick at James Jr. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how old you were at the time that this was happening, but you showed it and speak up and try to get any help for these, you know, women, kids, girls, whatever. So the least he could do is make sure Jamie was kept far away from Willie. Kristen, exactly. And when I tell you what this next part is, it's really going to make us mad. Uh Uh-uh. Eleanor even said about him, quote, 
The first time I met him at the club, Shannon told me that he always looked out for my daughter because because there's a lot of weirdos around. Later, I was thinking he was the biggest weirdo of all. I had a weird feeling right right away about him. He came to my house the day she was kidnapped because he said he wanted to sign some insurance papers. And all of a sudden, he said he had to run an errand and got up and left. And And he got what he was looking for, whatever he was looking for. My God. Oh, God. She may have, he may have asked her, oh, you know, can I come over later? And she's like, oh, I won't be here tonight. I got to work or, you know, no one's going to be home. It just could have been something small that he needed to feel like, okay, this is the time to go. So he was plotting this entire time. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like he probably was. Like I said earlier, because Eleanor even said that he admitted to watching Jamie or keeping an eye on her to keep her safe. So he that was makes... already stalking her. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And I'm like, Eleanor, your sense was there. And obviously I'm not going to blame her because there's no blame to be put on anyone in this situation other than freaking the murderer and, you know, the kidnappers or whatever. But it's just like, dang, you know, always go with your gut. Yeah. Especially about people, y'all. Yes. I promise you, you're not missing out. <laughs> I promise you. Mm-hmm. So police looked into Willie and because he did lie to them about some of the details when they first interviewed him, they wanted to take another crack at it. Okay. But they didn't have any additional evidence to bring to him. And because Willie wasn't budging on his story, they had to just let him go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially where the investigation would stall for the next 25 years. Ah! 25? The disrespect. The Did they not have right rape kits back then to be able to test the DNA that was in her? Yeah, then she, I know you left semen behind. Disgusting. Disgusting. And all of those things are valid thoughts, and we're going to get to it. Oh, yeah. 25 years Kayla, can you imagine years. Eleanor, yeah. how she was feeling, how James was feeling, how James Jr. was feeling? Do you know Their whole life stuff, was passing them by. That's what I said. The light in their eyes, like in their life, it was completely snuffed out. Eleanor was probably aged because of this, you know? Like yeah. she became very sick throughout this time. She never gave up. She stayed in contact with the detectives and even the cold case detectives when it moved to them. We're going to talk about it all, though. So on the 34th anniversary of Jamie's murder, it was announced that Las Vegas cold case detectives will be taking a second look at some cases, including Jamie's. They felt like the killer was somewhere in those files and they were determined to find them. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, he is in those files. Right. Mm -hmm. And out of the 10 cold case detectives that looked at Jamie's case, all of them had Willie Shannon at the top of their list. What? Mm Mm-hmm. But when you don't have the evidence to back it up, it's like we can't arrest right. him because we know it's him. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's what just... happened? So <laughs> after Jamie died, Willie's boxing career virtually died too. And instead of winning his fights, he was getting his butt whooped. Good. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first fight he did right after her her death, he only won by a technical knockout. Like it took the whole the whole match for him to win. Mm-hmm. And then there was one fight that was so bad that the referee actually had to stop it because he was getting beat down. Well, they should have let him beat him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Karma was on his <laughs> the back of his neck quick. And when someone does what they did, what he did to Jamie, it's almost a certainty that they will try again. Mm. And he did. 
What? Mm-hmm. In October? Like mm-hmm. Ma, he... Look at him. Just disgusting. Oh! Bali! He looks like the Sandman. Kristen, yeah, Kristen, he looks like the Candyman. Yeah, he does. He Uh, looks like Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. This chin looks glued on. His face looks looks permanently smacked. Eyebrows, back, chin, pointed, crazy. Remember that guy you said was the man of your dream? (gasps) (laughs) So what are you saying? (laughs) One thing my mother is going to do is What are you saying? And I could tell he was a boxer because mm-hmm. I <laughs> If I had a picture of who my mom is talking about, we would be peeing in our pants. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> to this day, I still don't see it. <laughs> it's like the, the episode of Martin with Tommy Hearns <laughs> be Martin to bloody pop. <laughs> I'll put that picture up. Bobby, stop. You see it. He did not look that bad. (laughs) I can tell he was a boxer before you told me because he looked like he took a couple of cups outside his head. And that's what (laughs) Willie Shannon looked like. (laughs) Willie looks nuts. Willie looks reconstructed. Willie got some brain cells knocked out. Yeah, he's definitely seen the devil. Jeez, Willie. He looks like a, a little bit like a demon. Yeah, I was going to say, he he looks like a vampire or something that's been living a long time. Yeah. Gross. Okay, come on, girl. What happened next? So, I lost my place. Now I'm filling up space. (laughs) (laughs) You say he tried again. Yes. So, in October 1983, Willie missed a weigh-in for a fight because he was arrested for the rape and assault of another woman. Mm-mm-mm. So thank God he was sentenced to 30 years in prison for that and would end up only serving 13 years until mm. he was paroled. Mm-hmm. 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 But there were still no answers in regards to Jamie's case. And it's, it essentially was a waiting game because police felt the only way that they would be able to solve this case at this point was with DNA testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And like mom said, there was a semen sample left on Jamie's person that they didn't even disclose to the public for a long time. I don't think they even talked about it until 2004. Okay. Uh Right. And even though it's 2004 and DNA testing had made incredible strides, it was really coming down to having the money for the testing. Oh, shut up. Front the money. Somebody put in the money. Just so disgusting that murderers are on the street because the government doesn't want to fund getting them off the street. Like, you already have the machine. Just run it through. Just run it, you cockadoo. <laughs> but there was new information presented that could help the investigation get the momentum that it needed. Okay, and what was that? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm so excited. According to an inmate who served time with Willie after his arrest in 1983, Willie said, well, Willie all but admitted to being involved with Jamie's death mm-hmm. and wow. went... Yeah, so, okay, basically he did admit it fully. He basically was like, yeah, I was a part of that. I did that. He was bragging about it like he was proud. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And James Jr., Jamie's brother, ended up spending some time in prison as well. The same prison. And what? said that he, Yeah. And what and happened? Said, 
and said that he'd heard the exact same thing floating around the ground. How grounds. ironic. James mm. knew it from the beginning. Right. James had a clue. Go to prison to hear that. He knew. He had a clue. Mm. So the reason that homeboy Willie, he ain't my homeboy, Willie said he did what he did to Jamie was because he was scammed out of $27,000 worth of heroin by the Walker family. Mm. Yeah. So word around town was the Walker family was involved in the drug trade. Ooh, I believe it. Well, they were a master of all trades. I don't want to believe it uh, because they vehemently, how do people pronounce that word? I don't know, denied it. And they were like, that's impossible. There's no way that that could have been true. However, Mm-hmm. Why was James Jr. in prison? In jail. Mm-hmm. Was it because he was selling drugs? Mm-hmm. Why did they want to not call the police mm-hmm. when Jamie was kidnapped? Well, well the kidnapper said, yeah, the kidnappers told them not to call the police. But, yeah. but yeah. either either way, it's when you look at some of the details, it's a plausible yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Could have happened. It could have. And as soon as Eleanor found out about this information she contacted the cold case detectives but it wouldn't be until 2010 when the police department received a $500,000 grant that would allow them to start test- testing DNA associated with cold cases 2010 yes and our homegirl died in 1981 uh-huh. wow that's 30 years wow unbelievable unbelievable So now they had the money to test. They just needed to get a sample to test the DNA against. And Willie was fighting tooth and nail to keep them from getting a sample of his blood. Of course Mm. not. But he failed. And the DNA results showed that Willie Shannon was the one who raped Jamie Walker shortly before her death. And the odds of it being somebody else were 11 billion to one. Wow. He did it, Frankenstein. He did it. (laughs) Thank God for our technology to be able to test DNA that was harvested 30 years prior. I know that's right. So Willie was arrested in Florida where he was living at the time. And when he was taken back to Nevada, he pleaded not guilty to the kidnapping. And and the rape and the murder. He pled not guilty to all of it. When he was arrested, his neighbors described 60-year-old Willie... Ooh, he looked like the monkey off of G.I.'s little men, little soldiers. (laughs) It's not a monkey, Kristen. It was like some creature, but I know what you're talking about. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He definitely looks like a a skeletor. He's just an old man. He's an old man. He just looks as dirty as he did. The day we saw him when he got arrested the first time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his neighbors described him as like a grandfather figure who would throw parties in the neighborhood and he was teaching boys in the neighborhood how to box at his house. Mm. AKA he was probably doing the same gross, nasty stuff that he was doing back in 1981. I don't understand this infatuation with young children. As grown tail people. I'm like, ask the leaders of the world. They are obsessed with young children. Obsessed. Don't even get me started. So it's just evilness. You know, evil goes after innocence. What do you find more innocent than a child? Mm -hmm. 
So Willie was so void of anything good that he made Jamie's family suffer even more by petitioning for extensions. He was trying to get extradited, which is like, where are you gonna go? Yeah, where you going, Willie? Where you going, Willie? <laughs> Willie, where you going? <laughs> I think he was trying to get to Florida because maybe he thought he was trying to avoid the death penalty, but I'm like, sir, Florida will hang you before Nevada will. <laughs> Like, don't get it twisted. Stand your ground. <laughs> you get on my grass and I want you to. I can shoot you in Florida. I'm going to knock yeah. you down. Mm-mm. They don't play around in Florida. Mm-mm. So none of that stuff, you know, worked, but it did prolong the case for another three years. And when the day finally came for her to testify against the animal that took her daughter's life, Eleanor died at the age of 70. So she literally died the day she was supposed to do her deposition. She was old. She was really, she was 70, which isn't that old, but she was really sick. She was struggling with her health at the time. And she just. Pretty lady. But the amazing thing is she was able to live long enough to see the man get arrested for her daughter's murder. She just didn't live to see the conviction. Wow. Wow. What a freaking case. I know we're not done, but. Almost. Right. What? According. According to people close to her, getting justice for her daughter is what kept her going for the last 10 years of her life. So Mm -hmm. I guess her health struggles, because when I was reading it, it was written by a man named George Knapp. And he actually spent a lot of time with Eleanor throughout the years. He was on the bridge the day that the police went out there and found homegirl, Jamie. So he stayed with the family, stuck with them, and tried to keep up with information about the case and kept publishing information so that's awesome thank you george knapp yeah it would later be revealed that two more people were involved in jamie's kidnapping yep and i did say there could be multiple kidnappers yep had to have been honestly for different voices to have been calling and at the end of her life eleanor still felt like it was someone close to her she said someone who quote grins and speaks and says hello but knows what happened to jamie Mm. Mm. who was it we don't know we don't know i just think james julia know more than what he's saying he was too well connected with the wrong people i think i think he has something to do with this maybe if he accidentally told some information he didn't think would be leading to his sister's death but regardless, I feel like there's some more that needs to go into looking into him. And what about the drugs thing? $27,000 yeah. worth of drugs? What, what was he doing? That's a lot of money. Yeah, and, back then, yeah. Right. And then with him being a boxer, I don't know if he was making a whole bunch of money. But knowing the life that he came from, he was he spent mm-hmm. you know a majority of his life in prison at the age of 16. So I'm sure he came out with some thugga thugga. Mm-hmm. attitudes and you know uh, habits so maybe he was into that and maybe this really did lead <laughs> to him taking the girl because why would they ask for $75,000 if they felt like they weren't owed you know what I'm saying like it does sound like maybe okay you owe me this money and now I'm gonna add some tax to it right that's why there's just too much too much that still ha- that I still have questions about and I'm sure Eleanor still have questions about and somebody needs to hang James Jr. by his toes to ask him what he knows yes <laughs> not by his toes <laughs> by his toes <laughs> oh got it where the daddy and- at 
Yeah, you know how I'm in be. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 2016, Willie was offered a plea deal of 15 years to avoid the death penalty, and he took it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And according to Willie Shannon himself, quote, when I die, I know I am going to heaven. I've already spent my time in hell. In prison, I learned to take my chances. I'll keep on taking my chances till the day I die. Okay. Well, you can keep on keeping on, but we ain't worried about it. as long as you stay your round head in that prison cell. What you do plea? whatever you need to do. What kind of plea he got? <laughs> plea for what? Yeah, they should have offered something. We'll give you 15 years if you plead guilty, but also tell us who your accomplice is. <laughs> like, something. <laughs> but you know how the justice system is. They really don't care. I don't think they work that hard, especially with him being 60. They're like, eh, if we give him 15 years, that's still a win, right? Like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's not their kid that's being killed. They're not going to think what's best for the family. They're going to think what's going to avoid us going to going to trial and what's going to get him still put in prison this nigga done killed two people he killed he killed sweet um jamie, jamie. and killed her mama by way yeah. of that woman was only of. 70 years old she yeah. had more life to live i mean god only know but you don't know the stress the anguish and all mm-hmm. that stuff she went through that took a toll on her heart her life and all that stuff absolutely the day of that's yep. nothing but stress and anxiety and all that stuff she probably died of a heart attack uh I mean, years so it was probably so overwhelming for her that it just she couldn't take it mm-hmm. yes yes that that's that's real and did, yeah. did they ever say what happened to the other young lady he he raped and um did he kill so- her so mm-hmm. I didn't find out what happened to her, but she did survive. She wasn't killed. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. so that is a plus. But I mean, he could have been stopped, like I said, a lot earlier. I know they didn't have the investigation tools to get there, but I feel like if they checked his alibi, because his alibi was, oh, I was training while she was killed, so there's no way that I could have done it. And it's like, if you're training, were there people with you? Did you go to a gym? Were there... Maybe right. cameras around the gym where there are people near the gym. I don't think they did their due diligence, but they're not going to tell us, as far as investigators, they're not going to tell us everything they did. So who's to say? Well, you know what? The uh, mass head man probably wasn't lying when he said, I, did, I didn't do the actual kip- kidnapping. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't do that. He probably had an alibi for that time that she was actually taken. Right. He had somebody else to do it, but after the fact, he did all the yeah. other stuff. That could have been possible because she was killed in such a small window. It mm-hmm. was like she was taking it when she got home and then they think she was killed probably within the first 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Not too long after the last phone call. That's for sure. Right. And so, um, like I said, it had to have either it had to have happened Friday night that night, which mm-hmm. is hard to believe, or Saturday night. Because it was at night when they disposed of her body, and that's how she died. Wow. Wow. So, so wicked, wicked, what wicked, a wicked, wicked, wicked people out there. Case. Yes, that was our case for this week, y'all. Well, rest in peace to Jamie, James Jr. We still think you have something to do with this, and you need yeah. to answer for it. 
Um, Willie, stay in prison and die there. Rest in peace to Eleanor. Yeah. Yes, and if you think you're going to heaven, I hope the Lord laughs in your face when you get to the gate. Mm. No, no, we don't hope that there's redemption for all. Um, not over here. Well, you're not the Lord. And you show sure laying at the gates. I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna say <laughs> Don't come for me. I just wanna say, imagine being in heaven and then seeing someone walk in that just got admitted and it's the person that sent you to heaven. Like, could you imagine? And I'm well, sure you, know you don't what? have that same that same disdain and that pain while you're in heaven, but it's just like hmm. Interesting. Well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> never thought of that. But what I read and stuff, there'll be no more <laughs> sorrow and tears and all that stuff. You don't have those feelings, those kind right. of earthly feelings. Those memories. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be rejoicing that the nigga did make it. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, that's just how it is in heaven. Here on earth, we call them niggers and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a soul. So they're, they're going to be rejoicing. They ain't going to hold nothing. They, Better they a soul in heaven than a soul in hell. Well, yeah, that part. Well, but anyway, he don't anyway. say he don't say he done suffered enough. He don't put no limit down. You done took some lives. Yeah, talk about you done suffered. suffered you done been through hell. You put people through hell. Right. You low down dirty snail. Mm. <laughs> Thank y'all for enjoying this case with us. What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Tell us everything on our Instagram, Black True Crime. Is that it? Black True Crime Podcast. Podcast. On Instagram. Remember, we are going on tour, okay? So please get your tickets. Five cities. We're coming to you. Hold on, ho. What? That's my verbiage. I'm supposed (laughs) to let them know. I'm ready to go. She called her hoe. Yeah, Kayla does that. (laughs) She means no harm. I know she don't. Don't pair no mind. I don't. Okay. But the thingamajig is I wasn't done. Uh Mm-hmm. You say what you gotta say, Mom. Period. I just want to let my uh, listeners know. <laughs> I know that's right. That I enjoyed being with you all again, and I missed it. And please forgive us if we feel a little in. Eh, it's after hours, and yeah. uh, you know we wasn't really giving. But this was an awesome case, if I could say awesome in this light. But uh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much. We really love you. And before we go, be safe. Be safe. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. And protect your space. And protect your space. So, so we don't have to cover your case. So we won't <laughs> have to cover your case. Bye. Bye, Bye friends. Bye, Bye. friends. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.